0: Two, one, let's do it. Cool. All right. If you're listening, welcome to the podcast. I'm John. Oh, I'm Cameron. I'm Caleb. All right. What's up, guys? Are yeah. you talking to us? Yeah. <laughs> this
1: <super weird. laughs> <laughs> <It> is weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not much. We actually just got done swimming, had got a nice, done little, swimming. Yeah. nice little discussion ourselves mm-hmm. a little bit ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Stoked on that. Cool. Cool. So have we have we decided what we're going to call this yet?
0: I don't think we have. Um yeah. So it's untitled as of right now, <laughs> but I don't think a, a title is really necessary to talk, but yeah. we'll figure something out. Um It will be titled by the time you hear it. Maybe. Probably. That's a strong maybe. Probably not. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> we might have some cover art by then too. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. I'm working on some sick beats for the intro. That doesn't surprise me. Um, Got that logic, Pro? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're professionals. Yeah. <laughs> At least we paid to be professionals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you're really professional until you're getting paid. No. no. Not when you're paying. <laughs> but
1: That's all right. It can work.
0: So we talked a, a little bit the other day about... Uh, Lecrae's new album, Mm -hmm. "Let the Trap Say Amen," which is the worst title for an album. Yeah, it's
2: very cheesy, to say the least.
1: Y'all are haters.
0: Um, I'm not hating. I'm just saying it's a bad. We're over here to can't name a podcast, (laughs) and I'm ripping on the album. But
2: um, I think that for what the album set out to do, it did it well. Like very well. I'm not a personal fan of trap, but I thought it did it well. Yeah, I think it's definitely reflective of the message
1: the message he's trying to send, and and reflective of obviously the style he was mm-hmm. going for. Right. So, yeah, I think uh, I think Lecrae's always done a really good job of reaching people who might not have been uh, retched, reached. <laughs> by, other means, and uh, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with his marketing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, the, the way that he presents himself to people, the way that he presents his product to people. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, whether or not we like the title,
2: it definitely does its job. Yeah, and um, Trap is usually got this negative connotation to it, or, you know, at least people. in the church community. Yeah, and even like with in general like when people think trap you think this certain message that's going to get spewed more of this this negative street message and you know it Lecrae really really put a positive turnout which was is what he said he set out to do with it he said it was to build bridges not burn them down which I thought was a really excellent way to put it because a lot of people condemned him for you know doing a album with Zaytoven who they call a secular artist but he said
0: you know you gotta build bridges with all over instead of burn them down so I'd never heard of Zaytoven mm-hmm. before and <laughs> if there's anybody listening to this that um, knows anything about actual trap music apparently he was one of the <laughs> founding fathers of trap music um, dude was from California and then he mm-hmm. moved to the south and brought like a western flair to his trap music. Yeah. And I think it was a really smart move on Lecrae's part to find one of the founding followers of trap music yeah. to to try to get that out there.
2: And Jay Toven's also got a pretty good gospel background. He plays piano every single Sunday at his church. He he's like they they say he's there every Sunday and plays the piano. So he's got cool. the connections and I think him and Lecrae had been friends for a couple years. So
1: I think, uh, you know, lyrically, Caleb and I talked a little bit about <clears throat> some of the stuff that he talks about. Um, and specifically in one song, what was that song? Um,
2: Blue Strips.
1: Blue Strips, yeah. Uh, there was a line at the end of the song, and he says uh, something to the effect that I can't remember the exact lyric, but he says something to the effect of, you know, before we condemn, like a stripper for yeah. stripping, yeah. you know, we ought to reach out.
2: Yeah, and help her change her her career. Yeah, he says yeah. I don't condone it, but I don't condemn because I know she's a gem. Before we hate, we ought to volunteer to help her change careers. Yeah, that. you you <laughs> spitting it over here? Hey, I've uh, I've listened fire. to it thoroughly. Um, I'm I've always been on the fan, so I got to listen to all this yeah. stuff. I can wrap it all word for word. Yeah,
1: but I think that you know that's that's so reflective of his mm-hmm. heart. And, yeah, and uh, you know what he's consistently. Preached in his music, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't say I guess not preached, but what he is consistently, um, you know, espoused in his music is yeah. is, you know, to be welcoming to all mm-hmm. people, which is what the gospel is. The gospel is gospel is welcoming to all people, um, and uh, man to to just treat people with kindness, right. respect, mm-hmm. tolerance, understanding. Yep. Uh, he said he doesn't condone it, but he doesn't condemn it. The implication to me is that, you know, it's certainly not not a lifestyle choice, I hate that term. It's certainly not a career that, you know, he would choose or right. I'm sure he wouldn't be stoked on it for his daughter or anything like right. that. But um, you know, before we get on our high horse and say, like, Oh, you shouldn't be doing this, blah, blah, blah um, you know, I think outreach is huge. Right. You know. Um, <clears throat> And understanding is huge, Um, you know. Taking the time to listen to someone is huge for the Christian community. It's something that we
2: need to do a whole lot more of. Um, Because we can say all day that we hate someone's actions, but until we actually begin to show them, and you know, take like just take them by the hand and show them the love of God. We can't, you're not going to beat someone over the head with something and expect them to change anything they do.
1: Exactly. And especially when it, and it's such a frequent thing in the Christian community. We, you know, we fail to live up to our own standards. Oh yeah. And most of us do it. I can't think of anyone offhand who has not failed to live up to the standards that, that we've set the standards that, you know, the Bible, uh, Lays out for us, um, you know. We we oftentimes just stumble real, real hard, and so right. you know we we go into these situations with these people and we're like, well, you can't do that because that's a bad thing. Right. And uh, my Bible says, and it's like, well, your Bible also says this, and
2: yeah, yeah. You know,
1: I saw you doing it the other day. And that's obviously circular and probably, you know, not very Well, that's specific. the thing.
2: If we really wanted to get down to it, we could just sit in this circle and attack each other for all of our flaws. Mm-hmm. at a, You know, all night. But what's that going to accomplish? It's, you know, we all realize our flaws. And when it comes down to it, we all know where we're not living up. And it's, you know, it, it it's much more helpful to sit there and love someone and, you know, walk with someone through that to beat them yeah. through that. Because if you beat them, they're just going to shell up. Right?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, in that thing like outreach without condemnation. Yeah. Outreach absolutely. without um self righteousness or without uh you know, feeling the need to jump on our high horse and toot our own horn, you know, uh we another problem that I see that I've been guilty of is, you know, oftentimes, you know, we'll we'll do something, we'll do a good deed, a kind act. And whether you're in the church or not, we've all been guilty of it, you know, of tooting our own horn and being like, look what I did. And uh, you know, that's just not, uh, that's a show. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And a good deed is a good deed. It's a good thing, you know, but but when you do it, you know, to get views or follows or attention or whatever it is that might be your ulterior motive, um, you know, it, it kind of poisons it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And And I think, you know, the idea that the Cray is, is presenting here in, in, you know, reaching out and helping a stripper change mm-hmm. careers to make yeah. it all back together. Um, you know, I think that that's a, that's a huge thing. And it's it's the idea of, you know... It's really the exa- Exactly. It's the gospel. It's what Christ did with his disciples, with mm-hmm. his apostles, you know. The adulterous he, woman. The adulterous know? woman. Well, even, even you know, the 12 apostles here. yeah <laughs> You look at... We talked the other day about... um the tax collector Matthew. Yeah. The Bible never tells us that he changed careers. No. The Bible no, never says, oh well, you know, Matthew stopped being a tax collector as right. soon as he met Jesus. It never says that. It never even implies that.
2: Right.
1: You know, and that that dude was reviled. Right. Like absolutely like the the religious uh, you know hierarchy of, of the day, the the leaders, they freaking used that as as a you know like as a call to arms against Jesus, they were like, look at this guy. He's hanging out with tax collectors and fishermen and prostitutes. And he's, he's, you know, doing this with no shame. Like, why would we follow this dude? And yet Christ addressed these people. Uh, His response to that was, you know, I came, what was it? I came for the sick,
2: no, uh, yeah, or, or the, no, the the sick don't need a... Or the the healthy don't need a doctor. Well, basically. no,
1: he said something specific. It's in... Uh, is it in Matthew? I can't remember. I'm going to look it up right now.
2: And in the same context, of Zacchaeus. He comes into a place and Zacchaeus, a tax collector, and out of all the people there, he picks out Zacchaeus. Yeah. You know? And you could just imagine what the people thought when they see Jesus going to Zacchaeus' house. This tax collector that... You know, even in the text, Zacchaeus admits to stealing from people. And Jesus is found staying at his house, which you could just go out and say that the people were probably not very happy with that. Yeah, yeah, and and
1: he said, so the term he used was, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that that's that's huge. He never... (laughs) He never said that Matthew was not an apostle because he didn't stop being a tax collector. He never implied that he was less of a person, um, less worthy, you know. And, and I don't want anyone to think I'm saying, like, hey, go be a stripper. Because, uh, you know, even just outside of, of you know my Christianity, I think that, that probably takes a mental toll on someone. Absolutely. So, someone can refute me if they plan to or if they want to. That's totally fine. And, and I'm willing to listen. But, um, you know, I think just in any context, like, taking your clothes off for money, Mm -hmm. whether you're a male, a female, or anything. it's probably not a
2: positive thing. No,
1: no. It tends to, I think it tends to, uh, you know, kind of objectify you. And, you know, most people are not stoked on that. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy for most people. I don't personally know anyone that, that it would be healthy for. Um, and I have like I think I have a cousin who's a stripper and uh, in Vegas and so you know she's uh, she's been through just hell after hell right. you know yep. going, going through um, the lifestyle that comes with that you know and, and you know it's just I can sit on my high horse and be <laughs> like well if you just turn your life around you know that, that's really easy to do if you just right. leave that career, if you just leave that lifestyle, it's really easy to do. But, you know, I think the more difficult thing is to approach her with grace and empathy and be like, you know,
2: or, or anyone yeah, in that situation. Yeah, it's, it's the grace to understand that you were just as disqualified when Jesus called you. And that's like, when he said, I, I didn't. I find this really interesting because he said, I didn't come to call the righteous as if any of them were righteous. Yeah. Like, it's it when he's in the house with um the prostitute and Simon and she's down and he's gives the parable like the person who is forgiven much loves much but him who is not forgiven much doesn't love much he wasn't saying that Simon didn't have much to be forgiven of he was saying that Simon was too arrogant to open himself up and to you know say yes I'm just as guilty as a prostitute yeah when in the sense it's the only difference between me and a prostitute is that I have—or not even say that—the only difference between me and a lost person in general is that I have Christ. That's it. It's not my career I choose. It's not anything. It's just that Christ is in me. That's what qualifies me. It's not my career choices that qualify me. Yeah. Or your your life decisions. Right. Or, exactly. You know, like and
1: which is, I think, the greater implication of that line is that you know it, it's very easy for any of us to look at someone's decisions in life look at their choices and be like oh well this is why you're here and you know mm-hmm. you shouldn't have done these things and now you're stuck there because you did those things and there is a practical reality to yeah. that. that's true you know um you know there there's a, a practical um application of that
2: i guess that attitude um but man i just don't feel like jesus would take that approach and there is a very thin line between not or there's a line between not condoning and not condemning like yeah in no way shape or form do i condone it in or in just a level of sin in general but there's a condemnation that jesus didn't take you know jesus never did not he didn't condone the woman at the well's actions but doesn't condemn her either he loves her out of it yeah. It's, a, it's a fine line, I think, you have to walk. Yeah. And, and you know, because I know that people will be like, well, he didn't tell her to
1: keep doing what she's doing. No. He said, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That is true. He did say that. But he didn't add the caveat, go and sin no more, because if you don't sin anymore, or if you continue to sin, that like, you're just going to be wrecked forever and I won't love you anymore and I'm not going to keep working for you or continue to try and change your life or continue to try and uh, mold you and use you for my purposes he said go and sin no more for her own benefit but he didn't add like if you don't do this I'm going to wreck you or I'm not going to be with you or I'm not going to love and adore and right. cherish you and you're not going to get into heaven. Exactly. You he never made that implication. You never made that statement that I that I can think of. Can mm-hmm. you think of any time when you did that?
0: No, and I would be curious to see how the uh, Greek translates in that yeah. statement too. Yeah. yeah. Which we don't have right now, but yeah, we don't have that. Uh, That's a... Which, we have Google, Google machines. So we can Google it. <laughs>
1: so yeah. you look that up, and we'll continue to debate that, or I guess you know, talk about that. I just think you know, um, it's important to note that you know that, <clears throat> and I think another thing is you know we say that no, I don't condone it, and and we're not. I think that we need to be very clear that we're not saying you know, hey, we don't condone it, and so we don't want to be around you, or. Oh, we don't, uh, You know, we don't want to support you or your life or what you're doing, because I don't think that that's the case at all, Um, you know, and I don't think I mean, I mean, to me, it's arrogant for me to even assume that my opinion of what you're doing is, uh, you know, relevant to you. But, you know, by that same token, I feel like as Christians, we are called to be, uh, vigilant about these things to some degree, mm-hmm. and we're we're called to express what what we believe to be uh, a better lifestyle, right. you know, what we believe to be a healthier lifestyle. Um, what we aren't called to do is
2: to act as though we are better because of it. Right, and, and I think that's where that we have to else. we have to trust God, anyways. You know we've got to trust God with people's life with um you know the tra- like grace is the power to transform, but it's not because we condemn someone yeah. into transformation it's because his goodness um it's the the verse in the um it, it's love is powerful enough without the fear of punishment, which is from the the brave album by um, Amanda Cook oh yeah, yeah, brave new world yeah and it's that that whole thing that. Well, the love of God is compelling enough to bring you unto repentance. And yeah. I
1: think, you know, like we were talking about today, um, you know, that, that transformation is not for us to dictate. That transformation is not for us to judge and manipulate. Right. That transformation and the amount of time it does take or does not take, because sometimes it doesn't happen, right? That's the reality. Yeah, um, That's between a sheep and God. You know, that's be- between a child of God and God Himself, and mm-hmm. it's a personal thing. And I think <clears throat> one of the most offensive things about the church, to you know, to the modern world, is you know the, the idea that you know we get to dictate how you live your life. And I think that you know slowly we're getting to a point where we realize that's not the case. Right. You know, like we don't get to dictate how you live your life. We believe a certain way. We are called to educate people about right, this. Yeah. And we need to, so the church, we talked today about, you know, the church not being willing to adapt in a lot of ways. Um, and I think we do as a church need to get to the point where we adapt the way that we preach, the way that we present the gospel. People respond to a life well lived far better than they do a sermon well watched. Yeah, right. You know, um, and I think that is huge, you know that's huge. A life well lived is uh, it resonates with people you know
2: and, that's, and authenticity. Yes absolutely it it's like in our you know, we were at a Bible study the other night and my point was like talking about bearing fruit. When Paul says in Second Corinthians he talks about being the fragrance of Christ to a dying world that like has the connotations that it doesn't matter if you're speaking or not. It's wherever you go, they see your life and they're drawn to the way you live, not to the words you speak. We know that Paul wasn't a, an amazing speaker, you know? And it was, Paul lived in a certain way. It's about living and having this, this Christ like um, essence to you. They, yeah. they, they see you and they, they see something different in you. And it's the fruit you bear, which comes in love. It doesn't come in judgment yeah. ever. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So that was a literal translation, <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. One <laughs> word for word, literal. Yeah.
1: Right on. So you know, there
0: it is. Yeah. You know, "Go and sin no more"
1: literally means "Go and sin no more," but he doesn't again add the caveat that you know when you, if you go and do continue to sin, you know, but, you know I'm not going to keep
0: loving you. There is a I'm not treat you with grace and kindness. There's a connotation in it. Um, in the Greek, though, for sin, and a lot of people know it, it missed the mark. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, if you think about archery, you know, he's saying, you know, go just like an arrow. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're going to go towards the right way. The target. Yeah. And You know, I don't want you to miss the mark. He's not saying, "I don't want you to fail." An arrow is going to hit something, and I know that you're going to try to go in the right direction. But go forward now and don't miss the mark. You know what the mark is, so whenever whenever you see the righteousness, you now have a target. You do. But if you never present someone with a target, yeah, dude, that's good. they don't know if they're going the right way. They don't know if God. they're missing the mark anymore. Um, and I think that a lot of people really think that if they just live right, then someone that's doing wrong will notice. But Jesus got people's right. attention.
1: You're up. Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: And the problem with that mindset is that you're either gonna get people's attention one or two, one of two ways. You're either going to show them love and they're going to be drawn to that, or you're going to show them hate. Right. Or um, uh, you're going to show them that you just don't care.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I think, and, um, you know,
0: that love and hate can't really mix it, as
1: far as I'm concerned. Like, if there's hate in your love, you aren't loving, you're hating. Like, right. Which yeah. is why I've always had such a problem with, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin. Like, that's nonsense to me. Love the sinner through the sin, period. You know, I've always just taken issue, umbrage with that statement because I've never seen it not be a case of a person using it as a reason to hate someone else (laughs) or a reason to to feel self-righteous and and better than someone else.
0: And if you're really loving someone, you're going to be just as devastated as they are. In yeah. the situations, so there's not going to be much room for hate.
2: No,
1: yeah. you know. Yeah, and I think that that's you know <clears throat> that's an important, an important concept. Is that you know, you, you can't love someone with hate. Uh. <laughs> you just can't. It's it, it poisons everything. Hate poisons everything, and. It's just
2: not. I think you sin. can hate what sin is, like the consequences that are coming upon someone, though. Like you can hate what sin does to somebody. Because, I, th- I think,
0: yeah, in a context of, gosh, I hate that that's happening.
2: Right, exactly. Because it's know? like sin does have this negative connotation. What it does, it, by nature, sin destroys. You know, we know that mm-hmm. throughout the whole Bible. And as you see someone who is, you know, like I say, a brother in Christ, young brother, and they're walking in a sinful lifestyle you absolutely love them, but at the same time, you hate what that sin is bringing on their life.
1: I see what you're saying. Um, To me, that comes back to the idea of, like, it rains on the just and the unjust alike, right? Um, When it rains on the just, it produces growth, Mm -hmm. right? It produces life. When it rains on the unjust, it produces death. But, um, and and I don't mean that in, in the sense that, you know, Someone's gonna die. You right. know, bad things happening to bad people are gonna cause, you know, more bad things. But typically, when a, when it rains on the unjust, it, it eventually it's gonna be a, a flood. You know, it, it, it you you think about the idea of rock bottom. Yeah, you know, bad things continue to happen. Things spiral out of control, and the goal of that rain. To me, from God's perspective, because God's perspective is always to bring the sheep home, bring the children home, you know, and um, the purpose for that rain is not to destroy permanently, but, you know, you look at natural disasters, you look at a flood Mm -hmm. in in natural disaster, it causes destruction, it's damaging, it causes, you know, tremendous, horrific things to happen, but new life is often born out of that as well. Yeah. You know, growth comes from that as well. And so even in death, there is there's, life. Yeah, there's a in grace death, inside there's of
2: that. I, I told a friend not too long ago, I said there was a... There is um an extreme... There can be an extreme amount of grace in the failure in the sense that the failure can produce something in you yeah. that would not have been produced without that.
1: Well, failure, uh, most people who are successful to any degree have failed and failed me- several times um, oftentimes have failed miserably failure is the best teacher
2: yeah and it tends to be the best teacher for my life, this is for me and my experience um a lot of times when I get into failure it's or in my when I get into sin just to be blunt um it's when I get this fleshly thought that Okay, I've I've come this far, so now my, I can handle this. Like I can yeah. I can handle this and not sin. And at that moment, I think it's almost God almost okay. Immediately pulls his hand back. And says, okay, you 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 can think that, and I'm gonna let you fall to prove to you that you still need me more than you ever did. You, you need I need your, that I need His grace in my life at all times mm-hmm. because by myself, I'm a personal witness. I cannot stand on my own. Well, I need him on a day-to-day.
1: And that, I think, ties back into, you know, he came to save the sin, Came not to save the, the righteous, not to rescue the righteous, yeah. but the sinner, you know. Um, and I think he said that almost ironically, yes. you know. Absolutely. Because the righteous don't need a Savior, right? And we get to those points, you know, even though we're saved by grace. And I, yeah. I personally believe, you know, when you're saved, you're saved. Yeah. You know, a dirty sheep is still a sheep. You know, if if you get stuck in the mud and wallow in it, it doesn't make you a pig. It just makes you a sheep that enjoyed the mud a lot, and it sucked because you got real dirty, and Mm -hmm. you probably had to go through a lot of hell in that mud, but, you know, you're still a sheep. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change your species. (laughs) And uh, so I think that that goes back to, you know, I think he said it ironically, because, you know, the righteous, they don't recognize their unrighteousness.
2: Exactly you know, the self righteous those
1: yeah. who, like you said, you know as
2: if any one of them was ever even righteous to begin well, that's with. That's the thing, it doesn't exist apart from Christ. Yeah, it. I mean, I guess it forms and even our righteousness isn't righteous because it's almost propped up in a self righteous way, which is unrighteous.
1: Constantly. yeah, which is and you know you said it doesn't exist apart from Christ, but even within Christ, our righteousness no, is it's still, still unrighteous. You know, and the only righteousness we ever exhibit is is the goodness of Christ, the heart of Christ through us, yeah, the
2: transformative power of Jesus. uh,
1: You know, and again, this is all from the Christian perspective, which is, you know, I I would assume anyone listening to this Mm -hmm. is probably going to be a Christian for the most part. But you know, I'm stoked if anyone who is not a Christian is listening to. In fact, I encourage it um, because I think you know, none of us is righteous saved unsaved regardless none of us is righteous for us um you know when we exhibit anything resembling righteousness it is the character of christ in us and even for unsaved people it is the character of christ in them that is demonstrating that righteousness um you know and the bible even mentions that you know that, that yeah. there are those who don't know christ but who still exhibit yeah. the heart of god who still um, right. who still show the love and goodness and kindness and grace and mercy of God and it's you know it's because his spirit his goodness permeates everything the the Creator is in everything that isn't created and you know to some degree and you know sometimes unconsciously so and so I think you know when it comes to righteousness when it comes to you know who needs to be rescued obviously we all need to be rescued his implication was, was that he came for everyone. Yeah. But the only people that are going to receive him, the only people that are going to um, accept the fullness and the goodness of, of you know, Yeshua mm. it are those who recognize yeah. their unrighteousness, those who recognize that they are sinners. You know, we. It's, it's a funny thing. I don't know if I want to say this or how I want to say this. Um, you know, I think that it's been said that, you know, when you get saved, you go from sinner to saved, right? But we're still sinners. You know, like, I still believe that, you know, if you commit sin, you're a sinner. You're just a sinner saved by grace, rescued by the goodness of the Father, rescued by the the
0: righteousness and the the courage of, you know, the Christ. Well, mm-hmm going back to that literal translation of sin you know if you're missing the mark you're missing the mark yeah it doesn't matter how you miss the mark you're missing it you know if you miss your target you've missed the target there's nothing that you can do to pull that bullet back in or that arrow back in yeah and put it on the target the way that it was intended to yeah the the thing about grace is that yes there's um um uh, consequences here, and humans, or humans, they uh, they see it. You know, mm-hmm. our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. see it, um, our neighbors see it, our parents see it, our kids see it, but God doesn't, because He sees us through grace.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. totally. You know, uh, even biblically, you know, the idea that Christ stands before the Father making intercession
0: for us. He he sees Christ. He doesn't see us. He sees Christ. You know, um, citizens uh, citizens and saints now, I guess. I think they went back to citizens. Yeah, Yeah, they're just citizens now. Cool. Good. It's easier to say. Um, You know, uh, I think it's living in a land of death. You know, we play that sometimes on Sundays. Um, You know, that song, it has a line in it. And it says, I have Jesus' blood in my veins. You know, you're, you're living a life that's not yours at this point. You're living a life that should never have, well, originally should have belonged to you, and then it didn't belong to you, but then Christ gave it back to you. Restored. It, it, yeah. It's a life that he redeemed. He, yeah. it, it's not anything that you did. So you're living a life that's not yours. It's Christ. Right. You're living Christ's life. You have the ability to go forward and do good because of christ you have the ability to love people because of god yeah um going back to lecrae and this conversation in this new album has a or has an exclusive song for world star
2: i did not know that did you know that what is it the get back right song yeah
0: Yeah. it's it's a world star hip-hop exclusive did not know that that was an exclusive. So, going back to this conversation that we're having, <clears> what <throat> other gospel artist, and he doesn't even call himself a gospel artist, but he's an artist that makes art about the gospel. Yeah. He's, a a gospel. He's, a, yeah. he's a gospel artist. <laughs> well, I so, think
1: I think the distinction is that he's not... He's not making music exclusively for Christian people.
0: That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. what other gospel artist would put a song on world star. He yeah. is, he knows what he's doing. He's yeah. putting stuff out there to reach people that other people aren't going to be able to reach because they don't want to. Which right. is a
1: dang shame. Cause that's exactly what Christ did. Yeah. You know, like, you know, tying it back in this. I love how this all comes together. You know, but the idea of Christ reaching people that religious folks didn't want to reach.
0: Or they didn't want to be associated with <laughs> re- reaching, you because know. Because
1: they were dirty, because, you know, socially it was unacceptable. Christ oh, wasn't I worried about that crap. I don't like, want to hey. put
0: my music on that platform because of the other stuff on yeah. that platform. Because it's going to affect sales. Well, but if, if... There are people on that platform that need to be reached. Why aren't you wanting to put your music there? Exactly. The church wants to meddle in everything except for the things that are actually going to matter. Well, oh, you
2: dude, know? you know why? So good because deep down we believe that darkness is greater than light. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's definitely. a subconscious thing. We like to preach that the the light is far beyond the dark, but if we actually but we believe the that, darkness
1: is going to poison yeah, the light,
2: if we actually believe that. One in Christ. Infiltrate the Just light. one in Christ is the majority. Yeah. We would be able to step into these um, unknown areas, per se, these dark, considered dark areas, and shine forth light and not worry about who we're there with because we're light. Yeah. Why does it matter if someone's dark beside us? Why can't we light them up? Yeah. That's the message of the gospel.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know,
0: it, it's a defeatist. Uh, Mindset to think that you can't put something that involves Jesus into another thing that he's not in because it's going to somehow tarnish that.
1: When it's arrogant.
0: Jesus literally went into hell. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? He didn't get tarnished. Uh,
1: Well, he was already tarnished. The the reason he went there is because he was tarnished when he shook it all off. Yeah. You know? And
0: we're afraid to get dirty sometimes
1: as Christians, but he, because he it affects our. Himself, you yeah. know? he took that on himself. Yeah, he he made negativity. the choice.
0: I'm not calling Lecrae Jesus, but he's got Jesus in him. Uh, he's mm-hmm. taking that. He's taking that. Um, well, he's a reflection
1: like of, of of him. You know, I mean, that's biblical. You
0: know? yeah.
2: Or even look at um, what we were talking about earlier, Matty Montgomery, with his band for today. He would play on all these tours with like. Literally satanist bands. Yes, and I I was listening. I was actually watching a video of him on stage, preaching the gospel on like the Warped Tour or something like that. Just the the named Warped Tour. Let you know, you know, it's it's got it had a lot of you know, oh young Caleb. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, that's nothing, buddy. (laughs) Well, proceed.
2: They were throwing bottles and glass bottles at him. Of course. As he's yeah. preaching the gospel, but how many people heard that and seeds got planted? And whether it happened then or later or it's not happened yet, he put forth and saying, "You know what? Just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I can't stand in this circle. Yeah. I'm gonna stand here because I am live How did he react to that in that video? He's just preaching. Like he's not continued. There isn't, he just continued preaching. There yeah. was no. There was no like calling him out yeah. like you bet don't because there's some people yeah. like you better not throw that glass at a man of god or something like yeah that. it's just
1: so like it's so incredible to me that you know because i would think you know to me and i don't know how i would react in that mm-hmm. situation because I, right, you know i can be there. i'm i get in my flesh sometimes and yeah. i can be a hothead but i would hope that in that situation my response to that person would be it's okay I love you anyway. Yeah. And you might not agree with me and you might want to throw glass bottles or plastic bottles or, you know, shoes at me or whatever the hell else you want to throw at me. But the bottom line is I love you so much yeah. that I'm not going to respond to it. Uh. I'm not going to let it get to me. I'm going to say I love you anyway.
2: Right. Well, and works. I'm going to
1: finish my message here. And if you want to keep throwing things at me, cool. That's fine. But there are people here that want to hear it. And I'm going to
2: continue to preach And that's it. what true freedom is anyways, love. Yeah. And because we talk about being free in Christ. You can, you can chain me down. You can do anything to me, but there, you cannot stop me from loving. No. And that's freedom. That, that's the only thing. That's one thing in a man you cannot enslave. You cannot put that in slavery. That's really good. Because no matter what you do to my flesh, no matter what you do to me, I can still love you, and you can't stop that. Yeah, and I would say the same is true for hope. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And those and are faith. the things yeah. that Jesus exuded. Like, those are the things that he gave us. Yeah, and, I think, maybe, and Christ.
1: I think maybe that's why, you know, uh, Corinthians tells us, you know, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And I think, you know, faith and hope are personal things. Yeah. You know, faith and hope are things that keep you afloat that keep you buoyed. Uh, love is something that keeps everyone else afloat as well. Yeah. And that's why it's the greatest of, mm-hmm. of them. Um, but I, I think that's so awesome that you said that, you know, that, that you can't enslave it. Um, you can't, you can't chain it up. You can't rip it away from someone uh, because it's a decision, you know, that that you make in spite of your circumstances, in spite of. What you may be going through and we fail
2: and we that's fail what all the time i think that's, that's so what true. paul painted such a good picture of because paul is in bondage almost <laughs> his whole ministry he's literally and i talked about this so they're not in our bible study um nero accused him falsely of burning down rome he's in he's literally in prison for doing something or for doing something he didn't do like yet you still see the love that comes out of his writings yeah it's like if anyone had any reason to be contentious and mad at the world it's paul
1: yeah or to be contentious (laughs) and mad at god yeah
2: like like i I come and follow you yet i'm enslaved to a gov or to a yeah to a government that is probably going to kill me
1: does in fact yeah they him, do and kill him yeah.
2: yet he yet in love he he because he had the love of christ in him to such an extent he could see love in that and he could love the world in that no matter what chains came upon him and that was the message of him like he was always like no matter what chains are on me in this natural realm i'm free in christ yeah. which in christ is that faith hope and love the things you cannot stop It's what Christ produces that can't be taken away from you.
1: Yeah, but for as long as you decide to not allow it to be. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly.
1: Which I think, you know, that's, again, we're humans. There are times that that we're going to not operate in love. There are times when our faith is going to, you know, for lack of a better term right now, I guess, fail. You know, there are times when we're going to feel hopeless. You know, our faith is going to falter, I guess, or, you know flicker or whatever you want to say, but um, you know, at the end of the day, as long as we decide not to allow those things to happen, you, you really can't enslave them. You can't take that away from a person, and you know, that's so so wise of Paul to recognize that. Yeah, and
2: he um he knows that, and that's why he's he's a constantly writing about like how he doesn't Second Corinthians three, where he's like. If you look at Jesus with an unveiled face, you're going to transform from glory to glory because he knew that the only way we can have this love to that extent is to be transformed into the likeness of Christ mm-hmm. because Christ is the only one who exuded it in perfection. And that's what the gospel is. It's, it's Jesus putting his life back into us mm-hmm. and us coming into that fullness, which we never fully come into that fullness, but it's... Yeah. We strive to come into the fullness of all Christ has given us. Yeah.
1: And to tie this all back in with, you know, the Lecrae thing, I think, you know, he does that without, I guess, without consideration for where you're at at the time, yeah. what you might be going through. He does that without consideration for where you are afterward. You know, he his grace his love his mercy his compassion are not contingent upon our behaviors right they're you know. contingent upon uh his obedience his mercy yeah. his strength and courage his boldness um you know they they're contingent upon his heart for us and his heart for us is, is never changing right you know? and so you know to tie that back into to the Lecrae thing i think you know christ wouldn't look at a stripper and say, "Hey, you're sucking it up here. This is not the right thing to do. And if you continue to do it, uh, you know, your life's going to be hell." And there was—he's he's, going to look at that stripper and say, "Hey, you and I both know this ain't the way. Right? This ain't the move.
2: You know." Mm-hmm. And at the same time, there was a nature of cry of the encounter with Jesus that without him even saying that it produced that transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The woman at the well um the church history knows her to go on as Saint Fatini who is listed as an apostle. Mm-hmm. Um the disciples you know in, in just their encounters with Jesus like
1: but I think you know I think it's important to note also those are the highlights.
2: Yeah, that's true. You know. That's true. And
1: we look at look at someone like Peter. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Peter was the person upon whom the church was built and that dude screwed it up royally, constantly. after he saw a resurrected Jesus, <laughs> he still screwed it up right. still you know made poor choices, still lived a life that was not even remotely close to being worthy of the grace of God right. you know um, it, we look at these people and obviously it's easy us easy for us to both condemn and praise them. You know, but I think the important thing we need to recognize is that they were people. Yeah, they were human beings, and we see both the highlights and the lowlights to some degree, and we tend to emphasize usually either one or the other. Um, but I think you know the important thing is the love of God for them never changed. Right. The grace of God for them never changed. Their salvation never changed. None of these things ever changed because. The spirit of God, the character of God, of of God in Christ Jesus was bigger than mm-hmm. all of it, you know, and atoned for all of it and rescued all of it, you know, or rescued us from all of it. Right. And, um, you know, I think that that's, that's huge. Yeah. That's so crazy. And And again, going back to how Christ would address that person, I think, you know, his response would be, you know, this isn't the move. Right. Um, I would encourage you to quit doing this, and I'll walk you through it. And whether you choose to obey me in that or not is up to you, but I'm going to love you regardless. Right. And you might go through hell because you choose not to, but I'm going to be there with you, and I'm going to right. it, I'm gonna continue trying to pull you out of it, and I'm going to continue trying to pull you out of it, and I'm going to continue trying to yank you out of it because I love you that much, and I'm not quitting
2: on right. you. And it's the like even through Peter's um, failures he still submitted to the love of God and his love for Christ because when you see it the the final chapter of John Jesus is like Peter do you love me He's like of course I do and he does it three times and it's still that that the love of God and is able to overcome the failure and produce life in you yeah because you see that Peter goes from being this epic failure and even though he pro- he never got it perfect look at the death he died for christ what what that failure produced because god poured his love into it um it was never it, his denying of jesus wasn't the end yeah. and most most people like in the church today like when if i if if I had a failure like that, most people would say, oh, no, you've got to step down from your preaching and you'll go into however <laughs> long of a repentance cycle. and It's like, Peter went three
0: days. He went three days and Jesus restored him. Well, and then look at what happened 40 days later. Oh, um, yeah. You know, look how many people were saved when he spoke. Right. On Pentecost,
2: yes, absolutely. And then
1: look what happened... However long after that when Paul had to rebuke him yeah, because he fell back into his old yeah. ways.
2: And that's you know, the same thing with a, Paul.
1: It, mountains and valleys. You know, I think, you know, it, it's so, so true. You know, God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't play favorites mm-hmm. because none of us can live up to that crap anyway. Right. You know, and he's not afraid of our junk. He's not offended by our junk. He's not offended by... Our failures, he's not turned off by our failures. Um, you know, he wants it, to get in the dirt. He wants to get in them yeah. with us. It's yeah. the Damon Thompson yeah. thing from you know, right. He in got finger.
2: in the dirt with the woman. Yeah. You know, yeah. we make it all about whether he was sitting down and drawing in the dirt the law at the time. And, yeah. Or drawing their shins out, but it's not about that. No. It's it's about the fact that he got down to look her in her eyes. You know, he got down on her level. So that in she her could, see, yeah. So that she could see. Look, I'm not. I'm not standing above you. I'm with you. Yeah. I get below these people, or seemingly below these so-called righteous men, so I can look you in the because I care about you. You know, I'm not. I'm not worried about impressing these. I, I want you. Because and, the first will be last. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and last. that was a recognition of, and they even recognized their sin when he did that. The mm-hmm. conviction came upon them because they walked away. Yeah. Because they knew. Yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. And another thing is, like I've heard Damon say, he says, "How did they know where to find the woman?" Just they they knew what they were doing.
1: Yeah. You know, I think, you know, all of it ties to, and I think this is probably a good place to end it. But I think all of it ties together. Ties together. You know, and, and even with the with the cray line and with what he's trying to do with his music, um, to say that you know. God isn't offended by what so often the religious folks, the church, has called the world. Yeah. You know, Jesus isn't offended by that. No, he's not afraid of it. He's not afraid to stay with you while you're in it, and to pull you out of it when you're finally ready to submit and, mm. and get to that point. Um, you know, he's never scared of that. The place that that Jesus is, uh, you know, not going to be in the place that he's not going to enter is the place where you know, we're too proud or too right. self-righteous to let him in. Right. You know. And, and I think that's what the line ultimately means to me, you know, Mm -hmm. from my perspective with my interpretation. Um, you know, I think that it's, it's all about the grace and and mercy of God, the heart of God to say, you know, I want, I want this to change in your life. Mm -hmm. I want this to be different in your life, but I'm not going to abandon you if it's not, and i'm going to do every daggone thing i can
2: to try and help you out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think of like good parents. Like, and obviously i can't relate to this cuz i'm not a dad, but no. If but your children and i walk well in cuz of my father and i You've you got know a if good i dad. if i let my dad down, obviously he's a human so there's going to be some there could be fault in his actions, but at the end of the day He's going to be right there by me, regardless what I'm in, regardless if he agrees with it or not. And as Jesus said, if a good father gives good gifts, how much more the heavenly father? Amen. You know, it's, he doesn't leave us. And in the Psalms, it says, if we make our bed in hell, there I am. That's an incredible statement. Yeah, it is. And it just goes to show that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That is a... That's not something you take lightly, and it's not something you can say he will never leave you or forsake you but, until you get into sin. Yeah. yeah, it's like it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Even when you're not with him, even when you don't
0: believe in him, he's there.
2: Yeah, and that's a that's the reality of who God is, and we've skewed that in the church.
0: Yeah, and He's already done His part. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. He's just waiting on you. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, it's, it, you don't have to wait for Him to come you don't have to call out to him where are you he's just there he's waiting on he's waiting on you to acknowledge Mm -hmm. him yeah you know and I think that you know again going back to Lecrae putting his stuff out there he's just making that even more apparent for people that may not be seeing that in other channels
2: and he's you know. been very transparent too. If you yeah. look at his last album, All Things Work Together, you know, he talked about a lot of the struggle he had been through, even to the point of doubting God
0: on one of his songs he talks about. Well, and, and it's it's really rare for someone in the exactly. Illuminati to be transparent. <laughs> 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 oh boy.
2: Yeah. yeah I love that in that last album he actually gives like a kind of shout out to all the people who said he was yeah. in the Illuminati. I just thought that was funny. Uh, yeah. He's uh, not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no JK JK um okay so I think we're gonna we're gonna cut it there um I don't know I recommend the album it's a, it's a good album um if you like the current trend of hip hop with trap music definitely listen to it because it is trap heavy yeah if you didn't like his it's old serious. stuff you may like this stuff if you did like his old stuff give it a listen uh, don't discount it because it sounded like some of the stuff on the radio because the words are mm. not like mm. the stuff on the and, radio
1: right now and definitely don't discount it because it's you know got people on it that don't necessarily believe or act the same way you do yeah you know um, you know give it a listen because yeah it's
0: good and that world star exclusive you can get it on YouTube you don't have to go to world star
1: yeah right yeah <laughs> and, uh, uh, or you know do go to world star
0: That's, <laughs> yeah
1: i don't think god's gonna cast you down for that you know just be aware of what you're doing Yeah, <laughs> don't go
0: into it think it's rainbows <laughs> and butterflies. No, it tends to not be because you'll right. see someone getting hit in the face 100 <laughs> for sure <laughs> okay so uh we got some exciting stuff maybe happening with this um talk to a couple people that are interested in coming in and talking with us. a couple people you know we talked about some Christian rap today got a couple people that are interested in the uh, Christian I don't know what genre they would put themselves in but hardcore metal metal scene heavy music yeah (laughs) Uh, and that's a different perspective than a lot of people are used to you know rap is kind of being more accepted in the church scene, but...
1: Yeah. Metal's still devil music. Yeah.
0: Bah! Anything that someone is... I don't really believe that. Sounding, <laughs> sounding aggressive is, is, for some reason, inherently bad. But um, And then for anyone local that uh, knows us or anything about us, our uh, really good friend, our, our Bubby from another state... Uh, Michael Burris he's coming in in December so that's a little bit way you know a little ways off but we've talked about maybe skyping him in or just waiting until December when he's here but we're really excited about that yeah, yeah. be another
1: perspective which is yeah. really cool
0: he's a he's a great guy um, we're gonna try to make this weekly um, as we brand it <laughs> and get a name and and all that fancy stuff um, and we start posting. We'll. Um, I think I'm gonna make a Twitter for the for the podcast. Let people, you know, tweet, in. tweet at us. Twitter's my so, favorite. So uh, if you uh, look in the uh, the tweeters. in the description or whatever, wherever we house this, we'll uh, put that information as we get it. But uh, if you got suggestions of things you want us to talk about, or if you want new perspective on, on something, or just if you have questions about life. Yeah. or what pizza to get? <laughs> I, would, I would just tell you don't eat pizza. I hate pizza. Oh my gosh.
1: Or but if you do eat pizza, make it cauliflower pizza because it's less carbs, bruh, bruh.
0: It's so, good too.
1: And I think you know one one thing that I would like to add is that you know any perspectives that are different from us, from ours, um, we welcome them. You know we we want to hear them. Um, you know I I think we certainly don't welcome hate or or vitriolic things like that but um you know we do want to hear anyone's perspective who who is going to come you know constructively and and who's going to come you know with the spirit of of trying to learn whether it's us learning or or someone else learning you know that's that's a huge thing that i think this is about is is for people to learn and those people include us yeah,
2: 'cause I'm um, absolutely understanding the fact that I don't know it all. Absolutely, you know? and I think Paul talked about that. And I, you know, I'm very open to learning. I I've changed my ideas on lots mm-hmm. over the past five Ten. years of walking with heavy with Christ, and I've 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 really changed my mind a lot, and I'll probably change my mind a whole lot more on
0: things. For sure. So we're all just on this space rock flying through the air. Yeah. So let us know how you're doing it, because <laughs> I don't think there's any right way. There's definitely some uh, ways that we probably don't know about, but that's the exciting thing. So just yeah.
1: we'd love to hear about it. Yeah,
0: and we may have to use Google Translate, but
1: by God, that's what it's for. Woo!
0: All right, guys. Uh, again, I'm John Isaacs.
1: I'm Cameron Hoke.
0: Cameron, Cameron Cam- Alley Hoke.
1: Cameron Hoke.
0: your sure. Bonnie. Link closer to the mic, Caleb. Caleb Bonnie. There you go. <laughs> Alright guys. Thanks for listening.